1: Well welcome back as we head into hour three. Boy we got a lot to do this hour and it is great to start off with Nancy Bartow. There are important state legislators and there are really important state legislators. Nancy Barto, senator representing legislative district four is really important and it is a delight to welcome her Back to the show. You can learn more about her. Help out her campaign at nancybartow.com. And let me also just mention that uh, for those that want to really roll up their sleeves and pull up their socks, tomorrow, Saturday at eight thirty in the morning at mccormick stillman railroad park over on indian bend uh there will be a door knocking street walking um event effort for nancy for her uh other ld4 candidates maria sims and matt gress i highly urge you to go and help if you can nancy welcome back to the show how you doing
2: great and i'm grateful for your uh making the call out there for for help, it's been incredible to see so many volunteers come out every week. We had these, these, uh, walks and not only on Saturdays, they're starting at, uh, Still McCormick Railroad Park, but, uh, but throughout the week, we've had volunteers from all over the valley come because they know District 4 has got a target on its back.
1: It's so true, and it's so great that you have so many volunteers doing this with you, and uh, on on behalf of you and Maria and Matt, Nancy. We do have a, a target on our back. Talk to us a little bit about the target on our back in LD four.
2: You know, it, it's it's one of these good thing, bad things from the from the re, redistricting yeah. for me because I've always represented a highly. Uh, republican area mm-hmm. and now i've been redistricted yeah. to district four which uh it gives us a great opportunity to take uh to take back this area which has been turning quite blue over the last 10 years we used to be pretty republican yeah. and now it's pretty blue yeah so you know the way it's been redrawn we've got a great opportunity to make sure that we're voting uh the people there In the Paradise Valley area, North Scottsdale, and Arcadia, that 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 their values matter and their voices are heard. Because, I mean, things are things people see how horrible their uh, things are going, and they don't want uh, the Biden policies to be promoted at the top and in our legislature from Arizona. So uh that's that when you, when you knock on the these
1: doors and talk to constituents and prospective constituents Nancy what is the issue they seem to be most uh, most interested in 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 talking to you about what is what is their chief what are the top chief list of concerns for some of these uh, some of these people you're encountering
2: The border. Yeah. The border. Yeah. Uh it's it, you know it's on everyone's mind because they see the effects of of the open border and really uh, Biden not doing anything about it. Uh, our Senate representatives not doing anything about it. And uh, they're waiting with bated breath for the state to, to do more to really stem this tide of fentanyl coming across and, and crime. And and to go along with that, public safety. Yeah. Uh, the, our police are not being supported by our Democrat-controlled cities. And the legislature has to step in. The state has to step in and refund our police Mm -hmm. and give them the support they deserve so they can protect us.
1: Exactly right. You know, I'm glad you said the border. I'm glad you said crime. There's a headline at the front page of the New York Times yesterday, Nancy. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, The headline is Stoked by Republicans, Fear of Crime Looms Large, meaning that Republicans are pouring fuel on the fire of making people worry about crime. Not crime, but Republicans talking about crime is the problem. They're trying to shut us up on crime. You know, and it dawns on me, you mentioned the border, and then they go around and tell us whether it's the Department of Homeland Security, whether it's the president, whether it's the vice president, the border is secure. They just don't want us to see the facts, do they?
2: You can't overestimate the gaslighting. Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, and turning around our words on us. You know, it, it, they just are not facing reality or their responsibility and then blaming us. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty incredible. But, you know, with all of this ridiculous, the campaign ads that people are so sick of, I think they're seeing right through it because they know. <laughs> they know what's really going on in their community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they're, they're really, really not having it. I don't think they're having it, That look at, at the, the Biden inflation mm-hmm. and they see the costs when they go to the store, when they fill up their tanks, it's, it's just another example of uh, of really turning around what is happening and trying to blame others for, for what they've done here um so yeah people are very anxious to go to the polls this year and and really turn this around and so I'm I'm excited to be in this battle for district 4 because I've got an opportunity to uh replace a very radical opponent uh who's also an incumbent yep. uh with someone who I think reflects their values and will protect them will will fight the the Biden inflation And um, really do what we have to do to secure our border and support the police.
1: Absolutely. You know, I said there are important legislators and there are really important legislators. The amount of water you have carried in the state legislature on issues, certainly near and dear to me and many in this audience, Cannot be overstated, uh, particularly when it comes to children 's issues, when it comes to mental health issues, when it comes to illegal drug use issues, when it comes to crime issues. I wonder Nancy you know there 's a nexus here uh, in in the negli- negligence on these things. I wonder if you might talk a little bit about the fentanyl problem and the drug problem because i know in ld4 this is a big issue this is a an increasingly big issue for people that thought they were immune from it turns out no one's immune from it and i wish you would talk if you wouldn't mind just a little bit about the drug problem here
2: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's almost too horrible to uh to quantify Mm -hmm. every day When we hear one story after another, and the toll it's taken, the drugs and the hopelessness that people are feeling um, from uh, from our culture, but now it's exacerbated by the ease, ease of the of people getting getting uh, these mm-hmm. drugs at such uh, inexpensively, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's incredible. And what happened with the with the shutdown and the mental health uh, that 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 has exacerbated uh, in our in our schools, children, young adults, even older adults. Um, what what's really looming before us is a crisis. Uh, we already have it, but it's going to get worse if we don't stop it. And I, I'm glad you 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 mentioned. Um, our work and in the legislature to address this. Uh, and I think Carrie Lake has really done a great job, uh, really promoting the idea that we have to get a handle on what's, uh, what's come about as a result of that is so much homelessness.
1: Yes, and absolutely. The focus
2: that I've had, yeah. so, you know, that I've worked on from that is really let's fix the, the, let's take a, a hold of the low-hanging fruit and fix our mental health system mm-hmm. because if we do that, we're, going to, we're really going to solve uh, a great deal of, uh, of, of a huge part of the problem, which is those that are seriously mentally ill, yep. by taking care of, of them and having the appropriate facilities and treatment programs instead of pushing off these people to another part of uh, either the state's budget into incarcerating them, yep. or municipalities' budget by jailing them, yep. rehospitalizing them, by wasting taxpayer money over and over again through our mental health system and access, or pushing them out the door and and onto the streets. We have to uh, we have to deal with this in in, in a many pronged respect and and I'm I'm excited about uh, having a majority. Uh, and a leader at the at the top that understands kind of the nexus of it all. Municipalities being held accountable, yep. so that they're not we're not we're not just throwing good money after bad with housing first rather than treatment and housing, yep. um, and then also making sure our mental health system prioritizes those that are most seriously mentally ill. Yes. We push them out the door yep. because we have not built those facilities. To help them get ready, so that they can recover.
1: Nancy, I think that um, everything you said is absolutely right. Carrie's homeless plan—if you go to her website, it's it's perfectly pitched. She's been talking about it uh, in a way that is, I think, waking people up because you know it's 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 kind of it, the, the worst of it, the chronic part of it, that area, the zone, the 9th and Jefferson, not a lot of people see it. When they go there, they're flabbergasted. When they do see it, when I take people on tours or have them go on their own self-tours of the air, they are flabbergasted to see the human misery there. But the important point is – that the, the, the ancillary important point is that without people like you in the state legislature, we aren't going to be able to do anything about it. The importance of people – Working for and getting you back into the state Senate is key and crucial to solving every problem you just said. Carrie can do certain things as governor, of course, absolutely. But she needs people like you. She needs a majority in the legislature, right?
2: Exactly, because it's a political problem. You bet. It's a political problem that the left has really uh, fought against solving because of the government largesse that keeps the status quo in place. That's exactly the point. And uh, so you need someone who's who's not going to be beholden to that. It's exciting.
1: It it really is, because we're about to make some serious changes over some serious neglect that has been under the radar for way too long and brushed under the radar. You know, the the issue that I think about when I think about those chronically homeless, it's growing. Seriously mentally ill population, seriously drug addicted population. And the other side thinks the compassionate thing to do is nothing. The other side thinks the compassionate thing to do is make it easier for them to wallow in the squalor and addiction and disease that they suffer from. And what people don't realize, aside from what I think is is absolutely cruel about that whole set of policies, what people don't realize is not only are they – brutalizing themselves they're brutalizing each other uh, the crime that is happening in that area yes of course to themselves but they are they are engaging in criminal violent criminal acts against each other there is nothing compassionate about the indolence we have shown to the chronic homeless issue
2: you know you wouldn't leave a, a, a patient with alzheimer's to decide for themselves whether or not they should be housed right whether they right. should get treatment, right. it's the same with somebody without capacity. Right. Right. Uh, there's a point in which, at which, uh, you have to take control and say, "This is for your for your benefit, and it's for the benefit of uh, of the of the whole to keep them safe, the public safety." I, I was so proud this year we finally put 25 million dollars into our budget to solve a problem we've had for decades and that is uh the incompetent dangerous defendants who are deemed incompetent to stand trial after committing a horrendous or heinous crime some at some sometimes most times and they're let go let go back to the streets because we do not, did not have a mechanism for the courts to keep them we fixed that in law in 2022, and we put 25 million dollars into facilities that they can actually be. The courts can send them to in the future. Um, it's a. It, this is just one example of how we need to take action to keep the public safe and deal with this issue.
1: Nancy Barto, uh, it's not only. The importance of you talking about it so that people are aware of it. How much you have done on these things. Um, you have been in some in some points at sometimes a lonely warrior. You won't be a lonely warrior with this great team that is also running with you in LD four. So let me once again mention, folks. Tomorrow, Saturday, November fifth, eight thirty a.m. McCormick Stillman Railroad Park, seventy three zero one East Indian Bend Road. Go. Help, help save our community, help keep Nancy in the legislature, help make Arizona better again. Nancy, any last words you have, you're welcome to say them.
2: Well, thank you. I, I have faith in Arizona that they're going to vote right, and I appreciate anybody that wants to come out and make sure of that tomorrow to help us. And thank you for all your support and uh, all you do to, uh, to promote freedom in our state Seth, so, thank you well god
1: well, bless thanks you is to you i have the easy job you have the hard one go get them nancy we'll talk <laughs> to you soon NancyBarto.com. god bless you i'll talk to you soon nancy you're a good friend and a great legislator uh, i am seth Lepson. we'll be right back with blake masters and josh holley Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Are you concerned with stock market volatility? What if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market? A portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And there's no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no Fees. Enter Y Refi. They are offering us a, a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate. Y Refi is a due diligence approved firm, and you can earn up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10 and a quarter percent. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. or give them a call at 888. 888- Yrefi thirty four. That's eight 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 Yrefi thirty four. InvestYrefi dot com or eight 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 Yrefi thirty four. I um correction. I said uh, Senator Josh Hawley and Blake Masters will be on this segment. They'll be on in the next segment and the one after that. They're uh, they're uh, touring around Arizona today. Blake Masters, uh, if I'm reading the news right, was over doing some work on the border. And uh, Josh Hawley, from uh, senator from Missouri, has uh, come to Arizona to help push uh, Blake over the line. Uh, Blake Masters, if you haven't seen it, uh, is just now beating Mark Kelly, uh, according to the latest Emerson poll. I was on, um, uh, on uh, the show, uh, the Dennis Prager show, earlier today. John Hinderocker was guest hosting. And a point that, that's probably worth worth thinking about is, though we think the polls tilt a little bit liberal or a little bit Democratic, if not a lot bit, though they may, the idea that we are now showing not only traction and increasing support but are actually showing that we are ahead of the Democratic competitors, that must really mean something. It must really mean something. I, um, I I always debate whether the polls are definitively skewed or not. It's clear that the polling outfits by and large are run by liberal Democratic types. It's that that's clear by and large there's a there's a few holdouts but by and large. But the truth is if they're gonna be wrong, they don't want to be that wrong. It's bad for their business model at the end of the day, as George Kaloff was saying earlier it's bad for their it's you don't want to have the business model or you're continually wrong you can do that as a democrat in office you can be wrong because you just obfuscate lie and uh, gaslight and you can do it as a, a political commentator because for some reason we have given countenance to uh, political commentators saying whatever the heck uh, they want to because we think they're smarter than the rest of us and uh, they never have any accountability. But the polling companies, these are real for-profit industries that media use and will stop using over time if they continually prove themselves to be in the tank or just simply having bad models and just simply wrong. So no matter what anyone tries to tell you, when you see Blake Masters surging ahead of Mark Kelly, it means something. It means something big is taking place. It means the earth is shaken and quaking. And we'll talk to Blake Masters and Josh Hawley in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. the show, not only Blake Masters, who is a candidate for U.S. Senate right here in Arizona, but Josh Hawley, great senator from the state of Missouri, one of the leaders of our conservative movement in the Republican Party, who is here in Arizona campaigning with Blake Masters. Uh, Senator Hawley, uh, let me start with you and uh, say welcome to Arizona. Delighted to have you here. You couldn't be working for a better candidate today.
3: Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to be here for Blake who's going to win this race, by the way, and I can't wait to work with him in the United States Senate. He's going to be a force to be
1: reckoned with. Yes, he is, and I'm going to talk to you about that and what it means to have a majority and have someone like Senator Blake uh, Masters next to you. Blake, uh, congrats on the new polling. I see a new Emerson poll actually actually has you uh, leading in this race. I don't want anyone to think they can rest on that, Laurel. Tell us what you've been up to today, Blake.
4: Well, we've been busy, that's for sure. <laughs> just got back from a uh, trip to the border. Um, I was there with Kerry Lake and the rest of our statewide ticket, Abe Hamaday for Attorney General, Mark Fincham for Secretary of State. We joined uh, Cochise County Sheriff Daniels, also Sheriff Lamb, Mark Lamb from Pinal County and Erica Sheriff. And we just, uh, you know, we got 40 news cameras there, and we were just railing against the Biden administration, against Mark Kelly, for their dereliction of duty. They swore an oath to faithfully defend and execute the laws of our country. Well, the laws of our country say illegal immigration is illegal. The correct amount of it is zero. So why are they letting 300,000 illegal aliens cross our border every single day? It's crazy. But that's just one of many reasons why we're going to retire Senator Mark Kelly. I'm going to get in there, join forces with Senator Hawley here in just a few short days.
1: Absolutely. We are so looking forward to this. You know, let me throw this to uh, Senator Hawley first and then I'll throw it to you, uh, Blake, if I can. Senator, um, I can't get this headline out of my head from the New York Times front page yesterday. Stoked by Republicans. Fear of crime looms large. Um, It's the Republicans fault for talking about the crime problem. They want us uh, to know it's not the crime. It's us talking about the crime. That's the problem. This is very much like what Blake Masters was just talking about with the border. They have, as a president, vice president, secretary of Homeland Security, people telling us the border is secure. They are just not wanting the truth out, are they, Senator Hawley?
3: No, they're not. And let me just issue a fact check right here, right now. (laughs) The correct headline should be stoked by criminals. Thank you. On by Democrats. Crime explodes all over the United States, including right here in the state of Arizona. I mean, listen, the truth is, because of the left's soft on crime policies, And nowhere is that more apparent, more glaringly apparent than at the border right here in this state. Because of that, we are suffering through a historic crime wave in this country. It's here in Arizona. It's in my home state of Missouri. It's all across the country. And that's because of the policies of the Democrats, period, period. And not only do they not want to talk about that, they want to coddle criminals. They say that our criminal justice system is systemically unfair, systemically this or that. Uh, They have a policy of excusing the criminals, of demonizing the cops, and we, all of us are paying the price for that. This has got to change, and this is why Blake coming to the Senate is important. You know, it's not just enough to have one more Republican vote. We've got to have somebody who understands firsthand the price that families pay. When the border is in chaos, when crime is rampant, Blake knows it. he understands that he's going to go fight to do something about it.
1: That's exactly right. And You guys are going to talk truth to power. Blake, as I was asking the question of Senator Hawley, your prospective colleague here, your future colleague, I was thinking about your debate with Mark Kelly, where he you you on un, you unraveled you you on un, you unleashed a series of his um of his votes in a series of his positions, and he said you weren't telling the truth. You said about what? He couldn't come up with one. They like to lie, don't they, Blake?
4: That is true. They lie through their teeth. You know, Mark Kelly lied to the people of Arizona two years ago. He promised to be an independent. Mm -hmm. He promised to be a moderate. Well, that's campaign Kelly. Mark Kelly in Washington, D.C., is probably the most left-wing senator we have, actually. He votes to the left. He votes more in line with the Democratic Party than Bernie Sanders. The difference is Bernie Sanders will look you in the eye and tell you what he is, right? He says it. He's a left-wing socialist. He's wrong about everything, but at least he admits it. Mark Kelly is just as dangerous to our country pursuing this left-wing agenda, but then he lies about it, right? So I don't like that. I don't like being lied to, and the people of Arizona do not like being lied to. That's why when they're going to check his record now, as they make up their, their minds of who to vote for, they're seeing this guy is not who he says he is and uh he's just been lying in service of Biden's failed agenda time to make a change
1: i think that's right and i think that explains the trajectory of your polls rising and rising and rising and now overcoming mark kelly um Blake Masters. People are learning. They are learning. It has taken a lot of work to unveil the truth, but they are learning what the truth is. Let me take a quick commercial break. I'm going to ask you, Senator Hawley, what it means to have a Republican majority with you when we come right back and what it means particularly to have Blake Masters by your side in the United States Senate. I am Seth Liebson. They are, respectively, Blake Masters, candidate for U.S. Senate, BlakeMasters.com and Missouri Senator, conservative and Republican champion, Josh Hawley from the state of Missouri, who is in Arizona campaigning with Blake Masters today. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson show as... Um As we continue our conversation with Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, who is in Arizona campaigning with the next senator from Arizona, Blake Masters. Let me ask you, Senator Hawley, what it means to uh, take back the Senate, what it means to have someone like Blake Masters side by side with you in the Senate.
3: Well, let me just start with the second piece first. I mean, here's the thing about Blake. Blake represents. The Republican Party of 2022, not the Republican Party of 1982, not the Republican Party of 1992. He represents where voters are today and not just Republican voters. Blake's going to win on Tuesday with not just Republican voters, but a whole bunch of independents here in the state of Arizona and probably some Democrats, too. He represents what voters are saying right now. He gets it. We need more of that in D.C. I mean, I really think that Blake represents the kind of generational change and mindset change that, frankly, the Republican Party needs. And he's out there listening to voters and prioritizing what they prioritize, like securing our border, like getting our energy independence back in this country, like tackling inflation. And those are the things what we'll be able to do and take on if we get a majority back. And we are going to get a majority, and Blake is going to be key to that.
1: Yeah, that's well said. And, uh, Blake, I'll I'll let you chime in on it, too, because as I was asking Josh uh, Holly, that question, I was thinking, you know, the two of you do represent – a new kind of Republican United States senator, not just in public service, but in a deep and important intellectual reach, too. I mean, this is a new Republican Party, a much more vibrant one. And if, Mr. Masters, you don't mind filling out a little of what Mr. Hawley just said, talk, talk to him a little bit about where this party is and the kinds of things that are attracting the independents. And as Senator Hawley said, I think a lot of Democrats as well.
4: That's right. No, I thought Senator Hawley put it well. This isn't 1992 anymore. You know, the the, the principles that we believe in, you know, freedom, the Constitution, uh, individual rights, that stuff's eternal. That stuff doesn't change, right? But the political moment does change. The so What what the modern Democratic Party is doing to us and how they're kind of encroaching and ruining everything, that does change. And so you've got to get Republicans, like Senator Hawley, who know what time it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Okay, senator Hawley, you know he's the, he's the model senator, yep. of kind of what I aim to be, right? He's brilliant, he's effective, he knows what time it is, and you know what? I, partly, you know, we're a little bit younger than most okay. United States senators. I think the average age of a senator is about sixty-five. Right now, Josh Hawley's the young Republican senator. Sorry, Josh, I'm about to take that title, Sorry, <laughs> but man, we're going to get in I there. I can't and, wait. I can't and, wait, <laughs> uh, and really change the way that that caucus works, right? This youth, this this energy, this vitality. We need to take our country back. We need to stop playing defense are
1: playing often. Senator Hawley, I've been talking to a lot of people running in Arizona, obviously, and obviously a lot of the people are showing up in the polls and talking to our candidates about issues like the economy, inflation, energy, the border, crime. But it's also about the culture underneath a lot of this, too, isn't it? It's also about what they did to our kids in schools. It's also about what they did to us in COVID. It's also about the sexualization and the racialization of our children. It's also about the trying to take the kids away from parents in in the sense that the parents are in charge and the parents individual rights and parental rights with children are not seen as fundamental anymore. It's a lot about that stuff, too. Isn't it, Holl- uh, Senator Holly?
3: You better believe it is. And those are the most fundamental issues. Listen, here's the deal with the modern Democrat Party. They think that America is systemically evil. Mm -hmm. That's just the bottom line. They think that this country is systemically unjust. They love that word, systemic. Systemically unjust, systemically racist, that we were oppressive from our founding, that our true founding was in 1619, not 1776, and on and on. And they're really Marxists. I mean, they've really become cultural Marxists who want to bulldoze the history the culture, the traditions, the faith of this country, and replace it with their own woke ideology. And this is what I love about Blake, is he will tell the truth about this. And this is where the people of Arizona are rallying to him, because the people of Arizona know, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with America. There's something wrong with the leadership of America. That's the problem. America, our culture, our history, our people are strong. They are good. They need somebody who's going to give them voice. They need somebody who's going to fight for their priorities? That's what Blake is going to do. That's why he's rising. That's why he's going to win. And that's what we need in Washington.
1: Blake Masters, on that point, you know, when Donald Trump was elected president, there was a whole not my president movement. There were not my president marches, bumper stickers, memes, social media effects. Not my president. When you listen to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party today and they call half of Americans fascists or half of Americans semi-fascists or when they say, to vote for a Republican is to threaten democracy. Blake, um, it's not about not my president anymore. It's the president of the United States saying half the country aren't my fellow citizens. Don't you think? I mean, this is a really odd strategy they've developed over the last two weeks, isn't it?
4: It is, but it's all they got because they, they want to, you know, evade responsibility for their record. They don't want to talk about the wide open southern border. The Democrats don't want to talk about the glut of illegal immigration and sentinels that's coming in to our country, killing our kids. They don't want to talk about thirteen percent inflation. Thirteen percent here in Maricopa County, the worst in the nation, and of course bad nationwide. They don't want to talk about rising crime, so they resort to abstractions. Right when they dusted off uh, Barack Obama, brought him out of retirement to come try to desperately reinvigorate Katie Hobbs and Mark Kelly's campaign in Arizona, he had nothing but abstractions. Right, he said, "Oh, carrie Lake Blake masters. They're dangerous. They're extreme. No, what's dangerous and extreme?" is what the Democrats in charge are doing to our country, right? When they say, we need to protect our democracy, what they really mean is, we need to protect our power. Mm-hmm. That's what the Democrats think. You know, they're about to get a dose of democracy real good here on Tuesday. We're a constitutional republic with the democratic element, and the people of Arizona are mad. They are going to show up to the polls, and they're going to vote for secure streets, for a secure border, and for common-sense economic policy.
1: Nicely it's going to be put. beautiful. Nicely put. Josh Hawley, you have been waging a great battle uh, for all of us uh, in the United States Senate. And uh, with Blake Masters by your side, help is on the way, sir. Both of you, sirs. Thank you both. Go get them. Have a great rest of the afternoon. And uh, on Wednesday, I want you tired, but you're going to have great news. Thank you, gentlemen, for being with us today. Thank you, Seth. Thanks so much. You betcha. God bless you and Godspeed. I'm Seth Lipsen. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson show as we close out our last Friday show, our last Friday show before the election on Tuesday. Just a couple final and uh, concluding thoughts. One, again, if you have some free time tomorrow at 830 in the morning, uh, go to McCormick Stillman Park on Indian Bend and uh, put on some walking shoes, put on a jacket and help knock on doors, hang literature Uh, For Nancy Bartow, for Maria Sims, and for Matt Griss. Uh, Maria and Matt are running for the state house legislature here in legislative legislative district four. Nancy for the state senate. Uh, Obviously, we have a great candidate running for governor. And uh, I think beyond peradventure, she's going to win. But she needs a legislature. She needs a legislature to back her up and to help get so much of our agenda through. When... um, When it comes to this thing I've been bringing up all all day, this New York Times headline from yesterday that I can't get out of my head, I wanted to connect for you the dots of how, how, how much this works. When the New York Times puts out a front page headline that the crime problem is really just Republicans stoking fear about crime. That was on the front page of the New York Times yesterday. And mysteriously, somehow, real head scratcher. Hillary Clinton appeared on CNN yesterday morning saying the exact same thing. Real head-scratcher. The governor of New York, Democrat Kathy Hochul, appeared on MSNBC yesterday morning saying the same thing. Really amazing how all that works. That's how the Democrats maintain power. It's how they obtain it. It's how they maintain it. There's no crime problem. It's the Republicans talking about crime. There's no border problem. The border is secure. As Václav Havel put it, because the regime is captive to its own lies, it must falsify everything. It falsifies the past, it falsifies the present, and it falsifies the future. It falsifies statistics. It pretends not to possess an omnipotent and unprincipled police apparatus. It pretends to respect human rights. It pretends to persecute no one. It pretends to fear nothing. It pretends... To pretend nothing. Folks, go work for a candidate this weekend. Make calls for a candidate. Do something. Be truth-tellers. I'm Seth Leibson. Until Monday, God bless you all. Class is dismissed.